Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Change Room with Rod and Leslie. As you know, in this podcast, we like to take big, giant, meaty, juicy topics and break them down into teeny tiny little bite-sized chunks all in an effort to help really ourselves and hopefully all of you as we uh, journey through life and journey through change. Rod and I both are obsessed with change. We think about it all the time. We talk about it all the time. We even do it professionally. And this week, our change topic, our topic about how to bring change more easily into your life and bring happiness more easily into your life is all about the idea of languishing. Now we're gonna talk about languishing today Maybe with a little bit of a twist mm-hmm. at the end. Rod, what do you want to add into the mix? Uh, I just will say uh, and admit that I think I've, I've practiced uh, languishing quite a bit. I'm an experienced languisher. <laughs> uh, You're the perfect person. I should be just be interviewing you this week <laughs> is the answer. Well, <laughs> you know, when you when you suggested the topic and I was thinking about it, I'm like, I think this is like, the word for probably many people, you know, you get to our age, we've been in a career for a while, you've got to get into the life routine. You know, in my case, yep. it's going to the family and you you do this stuff and, you, and you're just like making it through week to week. Yeah. And then at some point, if someone said like, are you like feeling like you're, you know, whatever, having, you're doing what you would want to be doing to have an enjoyable life. And you're like, no, I'm just getting by here. (laughs) What? (laughs) Anyhow, so that's what I said. I think I've well practiced, but so tell me, I'm glad to talk to you about it then. Yeah. Well, and um, let's uh, start with defining our terms and kind of giving context uh, to this. So Leslie, I was hoping you'd do that. Are you doing that or am I doing that? You're you're doing it. <laughs> am I doing it this week? Okay, okay, I'm ready, kids. I read an article and everything. Like, I'm actually the one who did research this That's week. Right. And by that, I mean I read an article by my secret boyfriend, Adam Grant, that he wrote in the New York Times. Um, that's all about, like, that feeling you've got right now. It's languishing. So here's my understanding of it as it is right now on... April the 25th, 2021. It's the idea that I know I'm not depressed because I'm not. Like, I know what depression looks like. I know what it feels like. uh, And I know I'm not that. And I know I'm not thriving because I felt that way before. Like, where, sort of to your point, Rod, where, like, you're you're feeling like, whoop, whoop, I'm on top of the world, you know? And, and like, you got everything sorted and it's all tickety-boo and you're on the path. And and so I am neither of those two extremes at all. I am somewhere right in the mushy middle. Right. And in the mushy middle between those two terms is the term languishing. Mm -hmm. So you don't necessarily feel particularly horrible, but you also don't feel particularly great. And so I finally found, and I mean, I've obviously read the word before, heard the word before. It's not like it's a a new term in my universe, but it was understanding it for me, I think, in the context of COVID and sort of where we are right now, where we still can't go out and play. We can't have play dates with our friends still. We can't see our family still, right? Like with all of that off the table and what that does to contribute to this sense of, 
um, like mass languishing. I think yeah. all of us have sort of dipped our toes in the languishing pool at different times of our lives, but that there's a probably a collective sense of uh, of languishing right yeah. now going on. That's my understanding anyway. That's like, you know, that's sort of what I took away from the article, knowing that every person who reads an article takes away their own sort of highlights. Those were the pieces that really stuck with me. Yeah. So it's kind of like, is there a synonym or definition of languishing is meh. It's how you feel. Yes. Meh. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And I think Adam Grant even referred to it as, you know, when this on the Simpsons, when they say meh. That it's that. Like, it's just yeah. like, yeah, sure. In French, I think it's comme ci, comme ça. Like, you're just sort of like in the middle of everything. There's no, you know, there's no extremes of happiness. There's no extremes of sadness. It's just meh. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's the perfect way. And, and uh, so, yeah, it was, it was so interesting. So the... It's article. Yeah, and it um, connects to... Re- when we've talked before about happiness and the positive psychology stuff and there's different concepts, I think the article talks about this too. Like what are some of the things that you can do to bring mm. in that feeling of thriving? And, and I'd like to say, like, I don't think it, I don't think anybody is like perfect thrive zone. How are you doing this week? Leslie? <laughs> I'm thriving. Not 100% How are you of doing? the time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so not like 100%. That's the sign curve that we talked about before, right? right? Like there's the moments. natural ups and downs of life. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's so really it's what are the things you can do to bring in these moments of variety of experience? So, and, and one of the examples was flow. Right. Right, like getting into the state of flow. The, it, it, it connects to the... Um, positive psychology other concept of like the optimal like what can we do to have more of an optimal experience in our life and mm-hmm. so there's a variety I, mean, I don't think we're, we want to talk about all the different things that can help feed into that but flow is an, is an interesting example and that is again it's it's this state when you're doing an activity and you're engaged in the activity and you're directing the course of it now, I know, right. as we were talking before this, in the article that you read, they refer to watching television. It said a, I can watch <laughs> Netflix. It said I can watch Netflix I'm until here to 2 tell in the morning. You. And that that's going to put that me is. in the state of flow. No, it's not. <laughs> Which is actually important. Are you saying my secret boyfriend is a liar? Yeah. Is that what no, you're saying? I, he, I did notice as <laughs> I was reading the bit. article. Yeah, no, I didn't. I don't think he referred to the, the master, the, you know, the... Uh, the the guy who created this, he's got this really weird, weird because it's not like Anglo-Saxon, but it's like Macaulay, yes. Chick sent Macaulay. But the, it's an important it's an important distinction because activities that you can engage in, and I think this is one of the things with the pandemic, stay at home that we're missing, is like yes. where do we find these activities that we can engage in, where we're we're actors in the activity and that's why television right. doesn't do it so much because it's um, too passive yeah yeah unless unless you're watching television with uh my daughter and myself my wife tells me this all the time it's like watching with us is very difficult because we're actively talking and commenting about what's going on <laughs> 
Do you mean Thatcher didn't doing... do that, Rod? No, you which pause is completely it and annoying. Do that, or are you just yeah. the stories going on, and you've yeah. got an, a meta dialogue going on about it at the same time? I kind of dig that. Yeah, and ruining it for anybody who's trying to watch the show. If that's what you're doing <laughs> when you're watching Netflix till two in the morning, then maybe it's okay. But the but if uh, you're just like chilling by yourself, yeah, with a glass of wine on a Friday night, that's not necessarily a flow yeah. activity, right? And it's not that huh. it's bad. I'm not trying to say that it's geez, no. I it didn't sound like that at all, Rod. <laughs> <laughs> um. So the at any rate, like the um, kind of recognizing this situation, I think that's that's a important thing here is kind of, you know, it's, we talk a lot about mental health importantly. Um, but yep. for many people you say like, you know, I don't think I'm in the, my best spot, but I'm not depressed or I'm not, right. you know, having other larger concerns, but it's not also, you know, hitting on all cylinders. So it's important Can to I recognize tell you that. my, can I tell you why this article really, I know we're sort of teasing yes. each other about how to find flow, yeah. but like everyone's going to find it in their own way. But can I tell you why this like really, uh, it was just a fascinating thing for me. So I'm, it's Friday morning, it's before work. And I think to myself, I'm just going to give myself, t someone had sent me the article, a good friend at work had sent me the article and I'd been wanting to read it. And I honestly hadn't had a minute of either energy or time uh, to really sit down and read it. And on Friday morning at 7.30, I sat down and I thought, I'm going to give myself the gift of time. I'm going to read this article. So I read it and I go into it. And I'm like, it's because it's been such a conscious process for me to even just give myself permission to take the time to read it. Right. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. um, which I think is also a thing of, of, of languishing and sort of tipping between languishing and flow a little bit. But anyway, mm -hmm. so I'm reading this article and I start to feel a bit better. And I have no, like, I have no, like... It's because it's your I, I, secret boyfriend. I don't know why. You're, like, connecting but I'm, with Because it is my secret boyfriend, and I'm so, like, oh, my God, you are so smart, Adam Grant. Oh, my God. Yeah, totally, that's what's happening a little bit. Tiny bit, tiny bit, tiny. So, I really, I get to the end of the article, and then I have this insane burst of, like, uber productivity, of working on some stuff that's been a puzzle for me for a little mm. bit, and, like... Just like sitting at my desk and sitting at my laptop and just brrr, working through all this stuff that has seriously been like a logger jam in my head for a little while. And it was only when I was uh, talking to someone else later in the day that I realized, wait a second. So I read this article and then all of a sudden I find myself in a state of flow, mm -hmm. which I just thought was fascinating. And I think it's because I named it. I think it's because oh. for the first time I had a sense of, yeah, languishing is it. That is exactly how I've been feeling. Oh. And once I had a name for it, it just kind of, I could go, okay, I'm just going to get on with it. And it, yeah. and it completely turned things around for me. And that's the twist. The yeah. twist isn't so much the languishing. The twist is once you name a thing, how yeah. much you can work with it differently use your energy differently whatever it. i don't know like it was so interesting yeah and that it just I, it's you know it's um i think there's a fundamental truth to that like when you label are able to label and understand something that's leading to your experience how it's it's like the first step in in just accepting it and 
and uh, and taking out the it's not a concern or a worry but it's it's you know it's like when you're not feeling well and then you go to the doctor and they say oh well you're not feeling well because you have dot 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 right and actually right. you feel better like about the situation because okay now right. i know why i wasn't feeling well it wasn't just some the mystery is taken an edge off yeah the other element of that that's really worked for me is all of our discussions around the scarf model, which I really didn't mm-hmm. know a lot about until you oh, and I yeah. started talking. And I have such a fairness uh, thing to my being, so like such a justice slash fairness thing to my being, that now when I'm being triggered by fairness, I can go, okay, scarf model, triggered by yeah. fairness. <laughs> yeah. I don't need to worry so much. I don't need to take that as like, it's the truth. Yeah. You know, I can I can just sort of dig into like, is this a reaction I'm having? Is mm-hmm. this really that? Is this as ante- as intense an experience as my little amygdala is labeling it to be right now? Like, there's just something yeah. magical. I am freeing. I think. Yeah. About um, finding a name for these things, whether yeah. it's an emotional reaction or, like you said, like a physical something or whatever. I just think it's incredibly freeing. Yeah. Or at least it was for me on Friday. No, and I totally. think I've experienced that before and just forgot about it. Yeah. <laughs> the it's like that I remembered it on Friday. <laughs> yeah. There's two different things actually that come to mind here. One is, well, it's the labeling of it. And so it's, you know, tied to our fave rain model. It allows you to recognize it. The R of right. rain is recognized. Right. And if right. you can't, then you can't even get into that phase of just allowing and investigating and, and nurturing totally, and just accepting totally. and um that is very powerful the second thing i th- just came to me is maybe this is why you and i both like change so much is because we are the discussing this is be it's because we're able to recognize the what's going on as we yes. change through our lives and it and it by understanding it more it's the well it's the curiosity and the getting into it but then it's it allows to us just to go through it um yeah yeah it's liberating in a way right like there's a there's a for me it just felt so liberating on on friday and again before i even really knew what was happening the positive effect of it um was already taking was already happening, which I thought was also just so interesting. It's not like I was sitting there in my conscious mind thinking, well, if I am languishing, then now I will transition into a state of flow. It all just happened in my unconscious, you know, it all just like, it all just happened, which I also think is so, so powerful. Mm -hmm. Um, I just think it's such a, a, such a cool, such a cool thing. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to guess a lot of people out there are feeling like you're languishing right Mm -hmm. now. Um, and if you haven't read the article, I I do recommend it even not because he's my secret boyfriend, but because it really is a good article. Uh, (laughs) and, uh, and it, it really might help you find a way to sort of hit the eject button and not to say I'm completely out of it. I mean, you know, it's going to yeah. come and go in waves, but ha- yeah. understanding it is such a powerful thing, I think, to help free you from a thing. Mm-hmm. Totally. So let's, um, and I'll put the link in the, to that article in our notes uh, for the podcast so people can check it out. Um, maybe let's talk about, su- you know, suggestions. First step is good, good old recognizing the situation. But some of the, we, 
mentioned flow as a as a way to help um, shift that feeling and that experience. And so, if not TV, then what else are some of the things that we can do? Like you know, baking. You mentioned this yeah. before we were hit record. Like that kind of those kind of ho- activities at home are things that you can get into and actually can feel accomplishment behind. But let's be maybe honest around uh, what to actually expect. Like to the sense of being in a position where you're thriving or feeling like you're having moments of that. Maybe reflect back mm-hmm. uh, to when you felt you had that more of that. Um, maybe, I hate to say, pre-pandemic. What were some of the things the that... before times. Yeah. It feels like <laughs> there's definitely pre and post. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's no surprise probably to anybody listening that for me it's very much about playing music with people. And so, you know, I, one of the people in my bubble, she and I play cello together. Another person in my bubble, he and I play cello together. Um, and I love all of that. I mean, there, there is nothing like if we have a, if there's a, if I have to be somewhere else, if I'm playing music with a group of people or, or in a duet situation and I have to be somewhere else, I have to set an alarm because I, I, I all sense of time goes by right. the wayside. So if I know I've only got two hours and then I have to pack up and, and be somewhere else, I, I set an alarm. Um, Cause I also don't want to be aware of time when I, when I know I'm heading into a flow situation, you know what I mean? Like it's not a time where I want to be saying every 15 minutes, I I don't want to be a clockhead in those situations where every 15 minutes or whatever, I'm checking my watch to make sure and make sure and make sure, um, you know, is, and I think one of my other new ways, and then you can share some of your ways of flow. This is my, one of my current ways is taking a little nap every now and again. And I know that might be, I know it's not, it's kind of the opposite of what we're talking about in that getting into the sense of flow um, is sort of an action oriented thing. But I also see it very much as a self care thing. And so if I'm really tired in the afternoon, and I have a little 30 minute window, I'll go and lie down, I'll set an alarm for 15 or 20 minutes. And then that just recharges me and brings me back. Yeah to the level of energy that I need. You know what I mean? So I think yeah. there are ways still to do it in the, in the now times. Yeah. Um, but it's, 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 we have to be way more creative. What about you, Rod? What are some ways that you've done this in the before times and maybe ways you're being creative now and, uh, and doing it? Yeah. Like I, um, I think for, for me and for a lot of people being able to travel was a way mm. to, so you might yeah. have a two week vacation, but the planning for it and then the thinking about it after would be would be a marker in your year that there'd be so much uh, energy and positivity around that. Yeah, like the just yes. having a trip. So the the um, I I remember it was a number of years ago, um, and we just bought a house, and it's like our money was tighter, and it was kind of like, well, we're not going to be able to do a trip for this year and maybe next year. And how that affected me, like just the mm. pro- it, it was this prospect of not having that uh, release. And it, and I and I tie this to the languishing discussion because the languishing is like you're just coast, you're this there, your stuff. There's nothing that is going on that make you feel like you're having your optimal 
being your optimal self yeah. or having yeah. these moments where you can thrive. And so those exper- travel is one, one way to get that experience. I think the, um, I would say the other thing for me is I, you know, you have a note of like you were saying you have on your table, you have the note of the rain, R-A-I, and, mm-hmm. uh, which I did, I added, I was like, that's a good idea. But that I, my note is I leave for myself is, is to be present because it's so, there's so many distractions yes. that you can get away with because you're not in a meeting room where people are like, Hey, buddy, you're on your phone the whole time in this meeting room. Well, now you can be on a conference call and, and be distracted in something else. And so, yeah, just to because at the end of the day, those moments of where you're present are actually much more fulfilling. Or let me say it differently: when you're not and you're multitasking, it's very much in this like meh zone. Like the experiences, I totally totally agree with you. Totally yeah. agree with you, Rod. Yeah. 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 I just listened to a podcast. Um, it's from the CBC called The Dose. And I don't subscribe to it, but they had one show up in my feed about the importance of breath. Now, as a yoga person, you would think that I have that, like I know that information. And I do somewhere filed away in the back of my mind know the importance of the breath. But I clearly needed a reminder um, on the importance of breath and, and, and being conscious of how you're breathing in your body. And I've been really doing that this last week. And I will tell you at times when I thought I maybe needed to get a second cup of tea or like, you know, have a piece of fruit to get a little boost of energy. When I focused on my breath instead, uh, and, and just focused on some deep breathing, opened a window, made sure I got some fresh air, maybe even went out on my balcony for like five deep breaths or something. Uh, it really made a difference to my energy levels. Yeah. And 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 I oh, find wow. that working at home, because I don't say working from home anymore, I find that working at home, because that's what we're all doing, let's not yeah. get ourselves, uh, is like I, I get tired. I, I get really, really tired of all the screen time. My eyes get tired, my body yes. gets tired. And, uh, and, I, and I found this whole breath thing just remembering how important it is and and that deep belly breathing can really give you that sense of energy and um you know yeah. bring you back to that state it's kind of what you're talking about from a being present perspective because yeah. nothing makes you more present than your breath yeah you know like it's 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 once you focus on your breath it brings you to the present moment like nothing else out yeah. there it's so amazing yeah definitely I think the other thing, and I'll just, and this is my experience, is, you know, the pandemic situation which we are in now probably puts most, many of us in this situation we, where we can't do lots of stuff to make our lives more interesting, so we're yeah. feeling like we're languishing. Though the, the, I would say it's a fair statement that even before that, <laughs> there was probably a lot of it going on as you get into the... Yes like the routine of just trying to keep up with work and uh, rest and you know the 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 daily and relationships like, and all the things yeah, yeah 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 like i feel would you i i would say it's it was my 20s when i was more and because you're free to i was free to do whatever stuff it was where i could follow the path of things that were interesting for me and it was much more of a thriving experience so the here's the the kind of that 
challenge is as you get into life and going on and you've got these other things like what to pay attention to i think there's something Mm. there around just recognizing how it's important to care for yourself as it is important for you to get all the things done that you're supposed to be doing air quotes supposed to be doing yeah 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 Well, this is, I think, all the, and we've talked about this sort of peripherally at different times, I think, together, Um, the importance of compassion, obviously, like, I Mm -hmm. think that, um, you know, as much as I believe in gratitude, I'm obviously a big believer in compassion as well. I know there's a lot of debate right now between compassion and empathy, but I've just always understood compassion, and it's always resonated with me, so that's the term I use, but... um, uh, and, and that compassion for self is the first stop and that you actually, you know, to be truly compassionate for another, it really does start by being compassionate for yourself and looking, uh, in the mirror with love and looking like in your own eyes with love, you know, and not often the big critiques that we often, uh, give ourselves either when we're looking in the mirror, we're at the end of a meeting and we think, oh, I wish I'd said this, Mm -hmm. or I wish I'd done that, or, you know, or, or, um, I had a couple people write me after our, our podcast last week around, uh, people who want to win at suffering and saying like, I hope I don't do this. I really am just commiserating (laughs) and that we're not being hard on ourselves or things like that. Cause generally speaking, if you're asking that question, you're not one upping it. The one uppers don't ever ask themselves that question. So trust that if you're, if you're looking in the mirror and asking that question, you're probably not doing it, but just that self-love and that self-compassion, I think, goes a long way. And yeah. I really do believe that um, we, can't, we can't practice that fully with another until we are practicing it with ourselves, which is the hardest part, I think. Yeah. I think yeah. that's truly the transformation. That's right. Know? Yeah. And that, yeah. And I mean, tying it back, you nailed it. Like tying it back to how do we change and evolve through this. It's, that's where um, a lot of it starts is you need that i don't want to say like you have to have it before you can do this other stuff but it's such an important thing to keep paying attention to is your self-care and self-compassion and and just allowing yourself to be um where you're at in that moment like you said like you actually just by recognizing it's like hey here's i can describe how i'm feeling and i feel a little bit free from that uh now and and can get back to being really engaged into what's going on and feeling good about it by just labeling it. It's kind of amazing because I feel like a lot of us have many of these toolkits in our backpacks, right? Like we walk around with these, a lot of these tools that you and I talk about, but it's, uh, I think right now where we, I think maybe when we're in a state of languishing, it's like, we just need that extra reminder. We need yeah. that extra hug of like, when your mom used to say to you, like, I packed an extra whatever in your lunch kit, like, and then you, you know, you have, you open your lunch and it's like the best lunch ever. Uh, That really is what we're trying to do is just remind everybody of all the cool stuff you've got in your backpack already and give you that extra hug as we head out. And this may sound like a cheesy example, but that's kind of how I'm feeling right now about it. You know what I mean? Like, just let's remind ourselves and each other that, uh, we've got this stuff and and as long as we keep practicing and asking ourselves questions and being inquisitive and Mm -hmm. all those things and caring about each other then i think it's going to be all right you know Mm -hmm. that's the other feeling i had after reading the article of like 
huh, if this is what it is, then we're going to be okay. Yeah. You know, I'm going to yeah. be okay. And the people I love are going to be okay. It's going to yeah. be okay. Yeah. Um, which is an important feeling to have right now when often things don't necessarily feel like they're going to be okay. Yeah. With all the news, uh, for anyone who's doom scrolling through the news these days, it doesn't oh, necessarily always feel like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, when we read little articles like this and can remind each other about compassion and, and all these other things, I think it can really help. Yeah. Agreed. <sighs> Such a juicy conversation for yeah. a Sunday morning. Thank you, Rod. <laughs> I'm so grateful for you. Honestly. Honestly. <laughs> so I'm, grateful. I'm so grateful for you, too. And so proud of you, Leslie, doing the research and the, the background. And I know, right? <laughs> dun, 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 a plus. It, my cello teacher, like my cello teacher before, before, used to give me stickers on my studies and in my music when I did a really good job. And I feel like I'd get a sticker today, Rod. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. I feel like I'd get you to will. choose my sticker today. Yeah. I'm kind of excited. Totally. I'm pretty happy. And, and as we go into the <laughs> outro, as we go into the outro, I know I've put it in the notes for the last two podcasts, but just to say it, the intro music and the outro music for the last two podcasts, Leslie, is you playing on the cello. A little piece specially written for our podcast by your cello teacher. Mary Catherine Finch, who is amazing. Anyone thinking about taking up music, she's your girl. I'll tell you that much. It's fantastic. And she's an avid listener. So hi, Mary Catherine. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Mary Catherine. (sighs) Thank you, my friend. Thanks, everybody, for listening in. Bye. Bye, everyone.